To your favorite podcast, D Influence. Guys, I have the funniest story. Are you gonna for tell you. it? Yes. Yeah, you should. So last week when we did our podcast, we tried something new where we recorded in bed. We've never done this before. And we were in Los Angeles, so we were staying at our favorite hotel, the one hotel. And we so when we film our podcast, we have like a three camera setup. And so we had three cameras on us, um, and then two mics set up. So we did this thing where we filmed our podcast um, before an event. Then we experienced the event, which was the Taylor Swift concert. Then we came back the next morning and um, finished the podcast. So by this time, like we were just so used to the cameras surrounding us, you know, like the the entire time in the hotel room. So when we finished (laughs) recording, (laughs) we, you know, we hit the record button like on our sound system and it was like, okay, we're done. We're done. So then I started scrolling on my phone. I started thinking about things. We started talking about life. <laughs> I started <laughs> I started talking to Jordan. I was like, what would you think if I got a boob job? <laughs> and so we start talking about my boobs. <laughs> and I think I go. I go, I lift my shirt up. I go. And see, and I show him my nipples and I'm like, see how things have changed since breastfeeding. Cause like things got all messed up and Jordan goes, I go, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I said, but I think I said, yeah, you know, that sounds like it'd be fun for the whole family. No. And then he goes, he puts his face in my boobs, which are currently not existing and goes, if you do, can I play with them? And so this is all just like, you know, normal talk conversation between husband and wife. So we're like, okay, well, we need to go to the airport. We need to start packing up. Our team comes in and they start, you know, packing up the equipment. Jordan and I look at each other and we're like, uh-oh, we never turned the cameras off. Mortified. The cameras recorded everything. And Jenny is like taking the SD cards out, passing them to Nikki and Jordan are like, no, 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 no. Like, but we don't know how to say it. Cause they're also like, what are we going to say? Like, we just got out of bed. Like we're literally have our robes on or like our pajamas on. We're like, oh my gosh, Jenny, you can't take those. And Jenny's I, got, like, I was like, just give them to me. Yes. Jenny's like, guys, what did you do on camera? I know. So we just start laughing and we don't tell her what happens. And so... Because I'm not going to be like, yeah, we were talking about like Danny's boobs. Yeah. Or but that then, I literally lifted my shirt up on camera. And here's the other thing. When we get our footage, we send it to a male editor. Yes. Because it wouldn't have been like, I mean, obviously that would have been horrible, horrible, horrible if Jenny and Nikki saw it. Like so inappropriate, so HR issues. But like it would have been 10 times worse if like JD would have gotten it. Oh my gosh. 100%. So, but I still think like we didn't say anything and I feel like what they thought happened is actually worse than what happened, but it's just now like an inside joke. Cause they were like, wait, what did y'all do? Like what were y'all doing on camera? Like they thought it. So we had to get the SD cards, delete all the evidence, like (laughs) chop the clips ourselves, delete all the evidence, export the clips and then make sure that nothing. Danny and George. Did you do it right? I hope so. Me too. Danny and Jordan make a porno. Gosh. So anyway, we were just laughing about that because she turned on the cameras and I go, Danny, no funny business this time. No funny business this time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that would have been so bad, but we caught it. So 
We're good. You know, we've been we've been traveling a lot lately. I know it's wearing on me. It's wearing I, on my body. I've had a very energizing week. I have been like so on top of it, so motivated. I went to Maddie Nelson's um, launch party last night. I got to see all the blogger girls. You know, I love seeing my my mommy blogger friends in Dallas. But um, Jordan was like, but when I was leaving, I chugged like a third of a Celsius. You know. And he's like, and I'm like, babe, I'm only gonna be gone an hour. Like, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed. He's like, no, you're gonna be gone until like 10:30 or 11. I know you. And I'm like, no, 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 babe. Like, I promise. And he was right. Danny is the most susceptible to FOMO person I've ever met. Truly. Wait, can I tell you something that I I don't think I told tell you me. about last night? Okay, so this always also happens. I'll be like, "Hey, how was your night? Tell me everything." And then she'll be like, "Oh, it's not a big deal." And then like, "Well, it's eleven o'clock." The at night. stories will trickle out for the next week of like, "Oh my gosh, did I tell you that this happened? I just remembered." Yeah. Well, no, nothing like dramatic. But do you know that all the mommy bloggers, kind of like we were all going around sharing our enneagram because I don't know why. Like, just mommy bloggers love to talk about enneagrams. I think it's like Christians too. No, but it's like the mommy blogger scene. Like, yeah. um. Me and Jen Reed, like anytime we're together, we're talking Enneagram. Um, but, you know, so we were all talking about our Enneagrams and, you know, like I'm a three, like achiever, performer, whatever. Well, all the girls, the girls were like, no, Danny, you're a seven. They were like, you do not seem like a three because they said that threes like care a lot what people think. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I do. Yeah. And then they said that threes are usually not that fun. They're just like more, you know, they're just like workaholics. And I'm like, they're like, you're too fun to be a three. And I was like, they said, you, you're too spontaneous. You like to do things like so last minute. And I was like, wait, maybe I am a seven. I don't think you're a seven. <sighs> so like last night, I'm not going to lie. I didn't sleep a lot. And I think that's why I was like, really? I, I woke up and I, I took the test again, but then it tried to charge me a dollar 49 at the end of it. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Oh my you gosh. Find a do you know how one? many like, like random sub stacks you're subscribed to and Patreons <laughs> that you probably have never looked at? I know it's true. But, um, so I spent like probably two hours reading about threes and sevens. And now I'm like, maybe I am a seven. Really? You, you think you're a seven? I identify with a little bit of it. Um, but then I read a three and I'm like, that seems like me too. Like, I don't know. I'm so torn. And you know, you can't be both. You have to be one. I don't think you're a seven. Why? Because I think that people who, I think that anyone who knows you like off camera, like yeah, knows yeah. that you're a three, but I could okay. see how the perception of you as a seven is portrayed on camera. Cause I'm a fun three. And I guess they're just like rare. Yeah, I would say, f I, I don't know if these like words. <laughs> so you're saying I'm unique. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're uh, fun and healthy. Yeah. Not saying that they're not. I'm just saying like, I feel like a healthy three should be able to have balance and understand that like, okay, I should be hanging out with my friends. I should have a social life because it's only going to make my work better. But I think that you're, you're too driven in doing what you do to not be a three in my opinion. I know. I'm going to, I think I'm going to read that book again. So if y'all don't know what the Enneagram is, you can Google it and take a free test or you can find the one that costs $1.49 and pay for it if you want. Um, but basically the Enneagram, it is not like a personality type. It's, it's more of like what drives you, like, why are you the way that you are? And essentially like the way that the test is, is like when you test as one, you don't, you don't change like you're always a three you're always a seven and then you can move in different directions or different wings in different seasons of life but like you are what you are and it's like 
if you are a perfectionist, which is a one, like you're always gonna be a perfectionist. You can be a healthy perfectionist or an unhealthy perfectionist, but you'll always be a perfectionist. And that has nothing to do with your personality type per se. Like you can be a very outgoing one or you can be a very shy one. And so a lot of times people get confused about personality or like Enneagram, cause there's a person at Myers-Briggs, like that's totally yeah. different. Um, but it's really interesting. The reason I like it and the reason I recommend people take it um you can take the test or just honestly read about each nine types and then identify with which one you feel like you are which i feel like is the best way to do it because sometimes you can like test wrong um but the coolest thing about this test is it once you learn about yourself and why you are the way you are it also will teach you how to interact with other numbers so like if i'm married to a one then i i have to understand like this is what a one thrives for this is what makes them feel good in life this is what their biggest fear this is their big biggest weakness and so it really helps us like we had an enneagram coach come in um about a couple of years ago work with our team and we all got to learn about each other and how we could like best serve each other and understand each other and work together because we're all such different types you know it's really valuable the only thing that confuses me about the Enneagram is like, it does feel like things can change from season to season. So like pre kids, Danny, I feel like was very much, uh, was a more hard three than mm -hmm. post kids, Danny. Totally. But it doesn't, you're saying that you don't think that you can change from three to seven having kids like season to season. You are what you so are. So here's what ha is, happens with the Enneagram and they even have like a little graphic. So and you know, it has like these little numbers in a, in a circle and then there's like a star and I, there's something in the middle, you know, but basically what happens is when you, you are in times of stress, a three can move to a nine or I believe uh, like they move in the direction of another number. So basically if I'm stressed, like one of the directions that threes tend to move is to nine, which is like laziness. So it's oh. like you can, if you actually really understand the test and that's why it's like, you really need to read all about it is you can move to other directions and move into other numbers, but you'll always be a three. Like I'll always be the achiever. I'll right. always be the, the girl who like wanted to make the honor roll president of my class every single year, like award driven, you know, just like once, you know, a lot of threes are like CEOs or like leaders, but a lot of times they take a lot of shortcuts and they want to be recognized and they want to be forward facing. Like that's just like what drives a three. That's what gets us excited. Twos are totally opposite. Twos are server servants. So like they don't necessarily want to be front facing, but they want to help the, the like, they want to be the, the person behind the scenes right. making it all happen. That drives them. Like that would not drive me. That I don't, me. I don't want to be behind the scenes. I'm <laughs> a one wing two. Yeah, totally. And I like, it makes so much sense. And so, so yeah, like you can move into other directions, but like you're not gonna, at, at your core, that's who you are. Yeah. The book is called The Road Back to You. It's really good. What's up with this conspiracy theory that it's like a satanic? I don't know, but anything not of God is satanic if you think about it. <laughs> True, but I mean, it's funny because it blew up, like I feel like it blew up in like the Southern Christian world. Yeah. Like you go like, have you ever asked someone from like the Northeast if they know the Enneagram and like, like, Oh, what's your Enneagram? They're like, what? Yeah. It's like very much a cultural South thing. I think if you do a lot of research, there's like theories like that. That feels like, like a TikTok thing that just kind of like snowballed. Um, I mean, honestly, it's like 
what are you like worshiping the Enneagram? Like, just don't worship it. Like use it as a tool yeah. to what helps you and then just like move on. Like it's not, Yeah. You, if you worship anything, that's kind of satanic. That's I worship anything that's not God. Like, like people are like, you know, Beyonce's satanic or Taylor Swift or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, like if you're worshiping something that's not God, like it's like Satan works in those ways and will, will make you idolize other things. Also like, it's so annoying when people say Taylor Swift is satanic. Well, like, I was no, going to say, not. you know, what's so funny about not your DMS, but my DMS is I get the people who are the most opinionated who like want to get to you <laughs> to tell, tell you something. They're the ones who DM me. And, uh, I got this DM, uh, and I don't respond to DMS, but I read them cause it's so interesting. I got this DM about how <clears throat> we are wrong for going to the Taylor Swift concert because she has like clearly given her soul and self what? up to the devil. And like this lady was like really passionate about it. So that lady, she's probably on this, like this, these reels that are probably just showing up or these yeah. TikToks that are just like feeding her all this information with like these different set. And I know Taylor Swift put some like questionable, like, like it looked like kind of like witchcrafty things in her videos. Mm -hmm. But I honestly think a, she's probably doing it more for like shock value and be like more like artistic value. Not saying I approve of it. Like I think it's stupid, but no, I don't think that she's like satanic. Yeah. My, my two responses to this is one, I feel like her show is so robust and like so elaborate that she has to have other creative direction. Exactly. Like and so, she's kind of done it all. So she has to go, she goes down this like one path that like kind of seems. Yeah. So there's other people helping her with the production of her show. Now I think that she has like executive approval, but there's nothing that ab about the show that I would have seen if I was Taylor Swift to be like, mm, you know what? Some people are going to think that's satanic. Like that's so hard to catch, Yeah. you know, unless you're like really nitpicking. So that's my, you're like, there's six stars on the top of the da -da 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 link. It's That's like my logical response to it. My spiritual response to it is like, unless you go, the 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 energy in the room is so wholesome. I know. That it's like like if you're at Beyonce, like I feel like she might be a little bit more like yeah. like her her style of music can get like more like like aggressive or angry or whatever. Yes. But like Everything about the Taylor Swift show is so, we talked about this last time, it's so wholesome yeah. that I didn't feel Satan in the room. <laughs> I didn't either. I think the one thing I have talked about with Taylor Swift is that it's scary how many people are worshiping her. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's messed like, up. That's totally like, that's just, that's celebrity. That's what happens with celebrity. But like, that's, that's hard. That's more of a challenge for her than it is for us yeah i feel like because she's like wow like all these people like literally worship the ground i walk on but um i also didn't like when she like raises her arms and she's like i feel so powerful that's the part that i was like i don't love that uh, yeah I didn't, I didn't love that like but i i agree with you it's not like it's not like she is like hail satan she she in her own spiritual journey is gonna have to really struggle yeah with like idolatry exactly so um that'll be interesting i'm curious what the beyonce concert is like yeah, I mean, people really think that she is a Satanist. Her and Jay. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard that too. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like all these celebrities like play into these storylines. I know. There's a. Do you ever see that reel or that TikTok that goes around of Kevin Hart and Kelly Clarkson? Uh -uh. Where okay, so it's a. I can easily explain it. So. Kelly Clarkson's like, you know, oh, so she's like kidding. She's like, oh, are you so you a part of like the Illuminati? And Kevin Hart like puts his uh, finger up to his mouth, like, shh, don't say anything. And it's so clear to me that 
they're kidding because like if yeah. they're in showbiz and they know that a large subset of the population thinks that they truly worship the devil to get where they are, then it becomes a joke. It's kind of like people who hate on yeah. us for things. It's like we joke about it and we're like, that's so silly. Like people are like, Jordan's gay. We're like, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like funny, so like. It's like so silly at that point. Sorry, they and don't so, always say that. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, why'd you go there, babe? Gosh. No, it's just, I, that was the first thing that came to my mind where it's just like, it's yeah. like so funny to us. Yeah, so there's like, like running things that like are cycles. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it was just the first thing that came to my mind. Funny. There are like cycles of things that get like thrown at us that we always like joke about internally because it's so like not true. So anyway, in this clip with Kevin Hart, it's so clear that they're like mocking it, but that video goes viral all the time and, and it's like and used all these moms as like, are like see, see he really what is. did he not want her to say? You know, and it's like, oh my gosh. And so that's just I think it's, I, I know, and I feel like Beyonce, and, and I could be wrong, maybe they really are in the Illuminati, and like I'm totally, but I, I just feel like they're playing into it, because it kind of just helps keep them relevant, and it's interesting for them. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if there's anything organized like that. I really don't. I think that there are people who, like, in subset, will go to these, like, weird dinners. You, like, who's the the... Oh, the you know, blood girl. The blood girl that they like these celebrities go to this dinner and it's yes. like a dining experience, you know, where they're like Don't they like what did they like eat raw blood from animals or something? I think it's like all like like it's actually like cranberry sauce or something. Oh, but then they like I thought it was real blood. Oh, okay. I don't but think it's just real like, blood. They're just trying to get the shot. It's like their art. I'm not yeah. saying it's I'm not defending it. It's really disgusting. I it's don't disgusting. Like it, yeah, and I, I do think that what she is doing is evil, but like I don't think it's uh it's as like organized purposefully evil yeah i just don't think it's organized yeah. i've never seen and trust me like i want to find this stuff guys like i yeah. love secret societies i love clubs i just don't think that they exist it's just and like I, if y'all ever get you know some tips or or like yeah. you know then send them to we us we will but literally like, invite you on this podcast yeah, to talk but, about it but sometimes i feel like this the the proof that you guys are sending is so like such a reach i'm like yeah, if you look at it from that lens, like maybe, but it doesn't really make any sense. Like it's such it's such a far stretch. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So anyway, they're like they're like, who's paying Danny and Jordan now to to, <laughs> <laughs> to sit to get us off the track of all Jordan, this being Jordan. true? <laughs> she held her finger. Up Stop, seriously. No, I I want it to be true too, guys. Like I want to take down injustice. I really do. Yeah, I really do. That would be very interesting if yeah. you if we could have someone on the podcast that has like the true insight that works with celebrities. How did you like that idea that I threw out last week or the week before of us surprising each other with guests? I kind of like that idea. I've started my list. It's really really good. <laughs> I'm scared. I you're gonna bring on like people that are way too smart for me. I'll be like, well, you do. <laughs> no, no, it'll be such a good approachable conversation. I think you're right. I think we should try that. Did we talk about that last? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we should try it. Let's just do like one or two and see how it goes. Yeah. How funny. They just show up and then like, and then like I'm sitting here and then they walk like in Like a Catholic, room. like priest exorcist ah! comes in. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. I, there's so many people I want to talk to and I'm like, I'm not going to ever start my own podcast. And so I will never. Use mine. I know. That's what I want. Here. That's what I want. That's what I want. What's mine is yours. And I honestly feel like people will think it's so interesting. I think so too. I mean, I would think it's interesting. Oh, I love this idea. And we're like de-influencing what they do. Yes. Did you notice that I changed my um, my profile picture or like my icon picture on, on um, the podcast? No. Oh. What is it? I changed it from me holding all the products to just like me. 
Oh, what's this? Because people are always like, why aren't you de-influencing things? And I'm like, guys, I've been telling you from the day one that I'm de-influencing myself. Or topics. In, or, or topics or whatever. And, um, but the profile picture didn't really go with it because I was holding all these products. Yeah. But it was more like I was just trying to show that I was like, a, a, you know, a mommy blogger with all the product. Like, that's what I talk about. But yeah, yeah it just didn't make sense. It didn't How, align. Were people actually saying that? No, no, we just changed it. Oh, it just like made sense to you. Yeah, I just was like, because mm, like I mean, what are we gonna it. do? Just like crap on products all day? See, that's the thing is like I don't. That you would don't, be hard. Yeah, I decided that if I ever do that again, where like I am like, you know, do I think that this mascara is really worth it? What I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna say like one thing that from the brand that I love, and then one thing that from the brand that I don't think is worth it. I, like so, so, so that way it's like yeah. I'm saying something I love like it's like constructive criticism like right. Jordan like you did so great on this podcast but like will you please stop interrupting me when I'm trying to tell a story mm. but I've been interrupting you this podcast so no you haven't I never noticed oh did did I do it more than once no no but oh. it was just an yeah, example I, right it just is an example <laughs> wink wink <laughs> <laughs> it's just an example yeah it's just an example <laughs> do you think I'm passive aggressive no I know do other people think you're passive aggressive? Definitely not my friends. I'm not a passive aggressive person. I think you're to my the friends. opposite of passive aggressive. Do people think you're passive aggressive to me? Maybe on the podcast. I think that I could see why people think that on the podcast. I bring a little different energy. Slightly different. Yeah. And I'm a little you, more angry on the podcast. A little bit. Yeah. I I'm would actually say, nicer in real life. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say like the like you have um you have painted a picture of your interactions to me on the podcast that I would not say exists outside of the podcast sometimes. Yeah. I think it's because honestly, like it's, you're kind of performing just a little bit, just a little bit. And when I feel like you're not performing, I get frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> or if I feel like I'm not performing, I get in my own head. And so there is just like a little bit different dynamic to our relationship. You're a three. I know. I'm, I'm telling, telling you, you this I'm is like people don't understand. <laughs> I know the, you're like, they're probably like, oh my gosh, she's always doing such fun things on, on Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but like, she's in the corner, like just like posting and editing. Like, yeah. Like she's a three, 100%. You think? Tried and true. They said that they thought you were a three, which is an achiever, you know? No, I'm a one. It's a curse. <laughs> Never good enough. <laughs> Perfectionist. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, being different personality types, you know, we're in that, do you feel like out of like all the times in our life that having different person personality types or just being different, I feel like it's most challenging at the airport for us. Yeah, I would say podcast like so and airport are two <laughs> two times that you become a different person. So true. It's like, you I mean, and it's even, like a flip of a switch. You won't even like, you don't even know me when I get to the airport. Yeah. But I do get, once I'm in there and I like, and I meet people and stuff, like I'm cool. Cause I'm in there, but like getting there, like do not say hi to me. But do you want to know like the most psychotic experience like you can go through <laughs> is being at the airport with Danny and her mom. It's like. So you guys act like if you don't get through security <laughs> in 30 seconds, like the plane is going to leave without you. And we are three hours early. It's I'm like, where are y'all going? No, like, where it, are you running to? No, but you have to admit it's even worse with my mom. 
No, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, like you're like, one thing, but like when you guys are at the airport together, you guys are like <laughs> frantic, like little hamsters, like running around. And I'm just like, what? Like, and y'all stress each other out and like y'all fight over what's more efficient. Yeah. And it's like, guys, there's no. one line for no. TSA. No, it, this is what I always get mad about my mom. She always carries the biggest bag, like duffel bag on the airplane. And it slows us all down because it's so heavy. And I'm like, mom, just get a roller suitcase and then put your bag on top of it. You won't have anything in your hands. And she will not listen to me. It always just annoys, it like drives me nuts. And then another thing for me is my mom, when we, cause she spends the night before we go to the airport usually, cause our flights are really early. My, she lives, you know, 30 minutes North. So she comes and stays with us. And like our flight could be like at, at like noon. And my mom walks in our room. Good morning. It's 5.30 in the morning. Good morning, Danny. Danny, you know it's 5.30. You know we have a flight today. And I'm like, and Jordan's just like, like knocked well, out. I'm like, mom, it's not for another like five, six hours. And like, also it's not 5.30, it's 4.30. And she's like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my clock must be off. Yeah, she did that with him. Danny, you know it's 5.30. It's 5.30. And I'm like, mom, it's 4.30, get out. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. But like once we're up, like you can't yeah. go back to sleep. There's some like weird like PhD dissertation on like the effects of like generational environments on like your flying patterns because like we took my dad. Yeah, what to, the heck? We took my dad to North Carolina for our Pinehurst Divi trip. And no joke, he missed the flight. <laughs> and I'm not ragging on him. Like, but we grew he up works flying. At a, he works at an airport. So we grew up <laughs> flying standby. So we were always like, whatever, we might make the flight, we might not, we're gonna be on standby, we'll be the last one on the plane anyway. And Danny obviously flies Southwest, but clearly wants to be A1, you know, for whatever reason, it's open are seating. You, are you kidding me? I want the best seat in the house. I know, cause you're a three, but like, <laughs> so it's so funny how things have like trickled down. Like I am my parents in yeah. flying patterns, you are your parents in flying patterns. It's so true. Um, Actually, something that happened, we something that I did learn from my mom recently with flying is, and y'all should do this too. We recently got air tags for our luggage because Jordan's um, luggage got, or your, you got stuck in South Carolina, right? Charlotte, Charlotte, oh, okay. guys. Can I just say this for yeah, a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte is the most corrupt airport in the entire country. It's beautiful though. I love that airport. No, it's corrupt. <laughs> like I'm telling you, let me tell you three different stories of Charlotte corruption. First story, we land in Charlotte for our Pinehurst trip. Mm. And I didn't see this. Did you see this? Uh, JD, I was next to it. JD I just, like, and didn't my brother it. Luke saw this. So there was a civilian normal guy that walks up to the baggage claim. He's just waiting for a leg. Grabs a suitcase mm -hmm. and two undercover civilian cops grab both well, of his arms civilian, civilian cops. well they're dressed as civilians okay. like undercover grab his arms and escort him into the back and the reason for that was he was like a serial baggage stealer they had been they walked up and they said hey hello sir um we have been uh tracing you for the past like two months uh you're gonna put the luggage down you're gonna come with us just follow us don't make a scene don't make a scene and just escorted him to like one of the offices. But apparently yeah, he had been coming in like every day for like months and yeah. just stealing luggage going on. Now that I think about it, that'd be so easy to do. Like, well, don't encourage people. I know, but like, I'm just like, wow. Like literally yeah. you just get out of the car, you walk in there, 
take a bag and go back to your car. And most people are like, oh, like, oh, oh you accidentally grabbed my bag. Yeah, you know? like, oh, then um, there's so many bags. They're all the same color. So I get stuck uh, on my way to Saratoga, and then your mom got her stuff stolen from the Charlotte in airport. In the Charlotte airport, and um, which was a huge bummer. And so, but we have those base luggage. They're so good. They have like little locks built in. So we we started locking our luggage. Um, for some reason, I always thought that was like illegal. Like, because have you ever opened up your suitcase that you check and then there's like a piece of paper in there that's like, we went through your suitcase from the TSA? Yeah. So like, why do they do that? And how can they do that if it's locked? I know, I don't know. Mm, interesting. Um, you know, let us know in the comments. Like, what's that for? And also, why do let they me do know that? if I told this story last time. <laughs> it's so funny because when we record, I was thinking about this this morning. People will bring up things that we have said or talked about on this podcast, and they'll like say it jokingly, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, and like, they're like, "And they're like, you said that on the podcast." And it's really weird, like that you listen to us. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's really weird because like when we are done with this. I have no idea what I said. It's like a complete blackout experience. Like I don't remember anything about last week's podcast the week before. I don't either. Like, do you know, it just kind of like goes out your brain. Yeah. I don't remember what you talked about, but I remember you saying those exact words. I like know, there's two things that party. I love and Oakley's. And so, um, but no, I'm the same way as you. Yeah. And like someone DM me about our podcast last week and they were like, oh my gosh, like Jordan was so, so unhinged. He was so unwell. And I was like, really? I know. I'm like, what did I say? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we got those air tags, but I was thinking about, you know, the air tag situation and it's like, okay, so say you're on an airplane and then you're tracking your bags and then they're not following you. Like, what are you going to do? It's not like you have I any know. control. I mean, I guess you know where they are, but like. Yeah, what are you going to like sing the, send are you gonna the be like, SWAT team in? Yeah, <laughs> like knock on the window outside. I'm like, yeah. hey, you guys threw out my bags. Um, So yeah, we've been traveling a lot. And I will say though, I'm a great person to travel with because I I just think ahead. When we mm -hmm. get to the airport, what's my first thing I have to do? Y'all should do this too. What's my first thing? Check, get a water bottle. Always get a water bottle yeah. because especially if you're flying Southwest, really air, any airline, because sometimes you have turbulence and they can't serve you water and then you're just like so thirsty. Aren't you not supposed to get the coffee on the plane? Have you heard this? Oh, I have heard this. This is a hack. Don't get the coffee on planes because... Um, this is a hack. Be <laughs> it's really genius. Because the f um when they make the coffee on the plane they have to use the um the cockpit water or whatever and oh. apparently the the fill tank for the water is the same that they use for the toilet and the bathroom sink where it, did you read this trust me and they only have to clean that fill tank twice a year from where, a regulation standpoint where are you where did you get this information from are you spreading false information no a flight flight attendants i read an article where a flight attendant admitted this is this true flight attendants i need to know i think it's true you're not supposed to get like I, i'm so someone asked now. a flight attendant was like hey be real with me like i'm i forgot to get my starbucks should i get the coffee on the plane and apparently the starbucks flight attendant or the the flight attendant said i wouldn't drink this coffee if my life depended yeah, on if it. Like, my, like something like that. So can I tell you a really gross story? How gross? It's not that gross. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when I lived in Austin, um, by myself, my first year having my own apartment, I got like a Keurig. Cause like at the time, like Keurigs were like still kind of like, it's like, Whoa, the Keurig, you know? Yeah. And never so, been a Keurig guy. 
Well, I, it was like right when they came out. And yeah. it, I mean, not you know, they'd been around for a little bit, but it was like the cool thing. And so I got my first Keurig and I was so excited. I drank a Keurig, a cup of coffee every single morning. So one day I wake up, you guys, with a pimple that has turned into a massive growth that is evidently turns into a staph infection. So this pimple is like the size of, turns into like a size of like a dime, okay? And it is like, this is so gross, but it's like Phil, it's like, it's like Dr. Pimple Popper situation. And it is so painful, it is throbbing. I actually end up having to go to the emergency room because it is so painful. So I cannot figure out for the life of me, like how I got this staph infection on my jaw. So I go to the doctor, they lance it, you know, they get rid of it. Like a month goes by, I get a staph infection again. Come to find out y'all, my Keurig, cause I had never, I didn't know that you had to clean those things out. My Keurig, when I took out, like where you put in the water, was swimming with mold, like fungus. It was so disgusting Ugh. and I realized, I realized this, but like, I remember sometimes making my coffee and there being like little floaty things in there. I was like literally just oh drinking my like, gosh, damn. yeah, it was so gross. So since then I've been really, I've never really been a Keurig girl. Like I, even in our house, whenever we moved into our house, I told Jordan, I'm like, I need one of those old school coffee makers because I can't do Keurig cause that kind of scarred me so much. Um, but like yeah. It actually makes me a little queasy just thinking about it. I know it's really gross. Um, okay. Are you ready for our sponsor for today? Yes. I wanted to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Dreamland Baby Co. Guys, this Dreamland Baby Co, wouldn't you say like when we had, when we figured out about these like weighted swaddles with Stella, it was truly the biggest game oh changer. Oh my gosh, she, she loves them. With Stella, she doesn't use them anymore. But when well, I mean, she, she loved them. Sorry. Yeah, when she was a baby. Stratton uses it now, but... Um, Dreamland Baby Co. is a brand that I have been so grateful for as a mom of two. In fact, now Stella has upgraded to the weighted blankets now that she's old enough to have her own little blanket. If you go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter Danny at checkout, you will receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer applies to both new and existing customers, so take advantage of this offer while you can. This company is responsible for the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. It's an incredible product that has helped so many kids get a better night's sleep. It's easy to use with a two-way zipper that allows for easy diaper changes in the middle of the night and is made out of 100% soft and natural cotton. The weight is evenly distributed from shoulders to toes and mimics the feeling of a parent's touch or hug. There is a reason why weighted blankets went viral for adults. It decreases feelings of anxiety and stress, and it will do the same for your little baby or toddler. They have the cutest designs and colors and also offer sacks that aren't weighted. Some other amazing baby and children products they offer are swaddles, pajamas, bibs, blankets, crib sheets, and their recently launched sound machine. There are preset bundles on the site or an option to build your own, which allows you to save more. Head over to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter code Danny at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide and free shipping. Mamas, this is a must for your little ones, especially if they are having trouble with their sleep. Truly, like when we started using the weighted sleep swap, like that was the game changer. That is why Stella started sleeping through the night. If we ever traveled and forgot it, like it, it was horrible. Um, so yeah, we're, we're huge fans. I have also some amazing news. 
Pura, the smart fragrance diffuser with over 27,000 five-star reviews, and they're literally in every single room of our house, just launched their latest smart diffuser, the Pura 4. The new design is so sleek and modern. I love how it sits more flush to the outlet. The updated exterior design isn't the only thing that's different. The diffuser is even smarter on the inside because you know it's not what's on the inside that counts. The user experience is so much better. It is what on, is on the inside that counts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said it's not what's on the inside that counts. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to clarify. I didn't want people it, to think you were shallow. Because it's on the inside that counts. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Updated vial clips make switching fragrances effortless. And Pura 4 now auto detects each smart vial, which means no more scanning fragrances into the app. Oh, that's so cool. But the best part about the Pura 4 is the new fragrance technology called Pura Last that allows scents to last 20% longer and efficiently fills your space with desired scent intensity the diffuser is so smart that all i have to do is set my intensity and it effortlessly fills each room exactly how i like it it's truly magic pura 4 also knows how to adjust diffusion based on the temperature of your home making it last longer wow that's really cool to top it off pura has improved their scent remaining features so you always know how much fragrance you have left it's the ultimate set Set it and forget it, smart diffuser we've all been waiting for. So head to Pura.com to check out the new Pura 4, as well as to stock up on all your favorite fragrances or check out their car diffusers as well. I just put that car diffuser in your car. We still like need to actually use it. Oh, yeah, that's it's sitting in there. It's that little black thing. It's mm-hmm. like it fits into the um, cup, holder. cup holder. It's super cool because you know what I cannot stand are like, the car diffuser or like the um what do you call it those little trees that hang oh my gosh or sometimes people put like the like the Febreze ones in there i'm like when i take an uber or something i'm like oh I'm they're strong literally gonna yeah. like gag yeah. and these are so fresh because it's like a diffuser so it's like you can breathe without like sometimes i feel like i can taste those things man Pura should do a partnership with Uber because I feel like Ubers are getting <gasps> pretty stinky these days. <laughs> You're so right. Is that, I mean, is anyone else feeling that? I had this one. Listen, I'm not snooty. I'm just saying like, it feels like they've progressively gotten stinkier. I've had a lot of like um, Ubers lately where like you can smear, smell marijuana. Oh, same. Like, they I'm are like, like, is this even legal here? I don't no. think so. No, it's not. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, I hope I don't smell like that whenever I get out of the car. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> maybe maybe i mean it's 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 possible it's ripe <laughs> um so yeah that would be a good partnership i like that idea babe thank you what else have you been up to lately i you know i've gotten back into reading you you've been re- the thing about danny and her reading you are i've said this before you're a fast reader i mean you, you'll read a book in a day this man. That's why, I'm, that's why I married you. No, I'm not I'm so trying flattered. to blow smoke here. I'm saying like, I just don't. You'll read a book in a day. <laughs> really though. I mean, you'll be fully committed to it. And I, just, I can't even, I listen to books and I can't be committed for that long. It's all about getting the right book. Um, so I read, did I talk about this last podcast? Um, maybe. Oh <sighs> yes, I think you did. Maybe you well, did. Well, I haven't talked, I think I talked about The Housemaid, which is the book that I recently read that everyone should read. It's such, it's just an easy page turner thriller. But then I started The Rose Code and I have to say, if you are, if you like the um, fictional or non-fictional, 
fictional, uh, historical fiction books. Mm-hmm. I always get nonfiction I and know. fiction. Like I have to, it's like one of those things that I know the difference, not but I have fictitious. to like, yeah, I would say not fake is yeah. not, is nonfiction, yeah. but I like have to like Work say it, it in, my, in my brain. It's the same thing as, um, oh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Another thing that I always have to like work out in my brain. <laughs> it's like another thing that I always am like, I can't. Oh, the word um, spelling desert over dessert. Yes. Same. I always have to work Everyone it on my. Does that. And I'm like, two S's because dessert, you want more. Yeah. So you have two S's. That's you, good. You ever learned that? No, but I just, I usually mess it up a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So if y'all ever spelling desert or dessert, Dessert is with two S's because you want more dessert. So two S's, more S's. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, so this book is if you're if you're into historical nonfiction. Yeah. No historical fiction. <laughs> I did it again. You guys like the Nightingale. You have to read Rose Code. I'm not finished yet, and it does require a little bit more brain power, which I think I was needing because I was reading a lot of thrillers that were just like kind of mindless. Um, it is phenomenal, and um, man, I've been thinking about that Nightingale book a lot, and I'm really hoping they turn that into mo- a movie. Like it, it, I think I Google that like once a week. It like stresses me out. Yeah, I've been reading some books too. What are you been reading? Um, well, you do. Um, Audio. Audiobooks. Yeah. On like, this is, this is Jordan's audiobooks. And he went to this one. <laughs> that was so good. Really? Yeah. I, that was that, crazy that good. Literally is. Yeah. Weird. That's, and I walk into the room. I'm like, ooh. Well, I'll sit in the pool and I'll just like, like soak it in. Um, anyway, I've been lead. So the past three books, I, what I do is I'll read like books in tranches, like topics, like I'll pick a topic and I'll read like four books on that topic. And then okay. move on. So my past three books is um, four books. The Unseen Realm by Dr. Michael S. Heisner. Okay. Um, it's about like uh, spiritual warfare, the mm. spirit realm. Okay. Then I got into Angels and Demons. Yeah. So uh, An Exorcist Explains the Demonic by Father Gabriel Amorth, who I want to have on the podcast. Okay. Then the site, then his okay. other book, uh, an exorcist tells his story, same person. And then my th- third book is demonic foes by Richard Gallagher. So Richard Gallagher is really interesting because he's like a Yale educated psychiatrist. And he basically like started to like, uh, see all these patients that had these symptoms that like could not be explained by science and realized that they were like possessions or like demonic forces or whatever. And then he started consulting with like exorcists. And so then he like actually has like a documentation of all these things. It's really interesting. Question. Did he listen to Beyonce? No, but we can ask him when he comes on the podcast. I mean, the guy that was sick. (laughs) You're saying because he listened to Beyonce, that was a portal into, we can ask. There has to be some common denominators. They, they have ta- to be into talk- drugs. They have to be into something that kind of leads them all to a similar place. Usually it's like... Um, Pornography. No? Um, maybe. Usually it's what? Um, usually it's like what Catholics define as like a mortal sin. So like if you have an affair or if you're playing uh, with like a Ouija board or like those uh, are like the actual like invitations for... 
That's why I am very, like, I don't do scary movies, like demonic scary movies or anything of that. You know, I'll watch something like, I watch signs where like with the aliens, you know, but like anything like the exorcist or I just don't, I don't want to invite it in. I don't want it around me. What what do you think about them being my first guest? Yeah, I'd be down. Well, like I'm not supposed to know, I thought. I know, but like, what do you yeah, think? No, that'd be cool. It'd be cool. Like he's like, he comes in with like a little Catholic thing. That would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. Like, oh my gosh. You know who could probably help you that, with that is Ellie. She like knows him? Father Amorth? Oh, you want to bring that specific I want to bring one. them both. I want to oh, bring okay. Father Amorth and Robert Gallagher to sit here together and for us to talk. That'd be so wild. I know. You, you, there's like this podcaster now who's coming about, um, and she like had uh, that viral interview. She like was in bed with Drake. Do you know yeah. who I'm talking about? I cannot figure her out. Yes. I can't I, figure her out either. Did you? I discovered her last night, and I was like, who is this? Like, I, what's her angle? I, I discovered I'm her like to, a couple weeks ago, and she interviewed Drake, and then Mark Cuban. Tyga. Tyga, and they don't even really talk about anything. Yeah, like what I'm saying is like we could really turn this podcast in a direction where we don't have to compete with the Alex Coopers. We don't have to compete with that girl. Like we compete with like, like Like, you're like the female Joe Rogan. Like knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Like our clickbait is like so, so outlandish. Like we sit down with the exorcist. Yes. Or like, yeah, it doesn't even have to be celebrity. Yeah. Or like, what if we got um, that guy who just uh, did the congressional hearing for aliens? Like what if we got him on the podcast? And we're like de-influence aliens, <laughs> de-influence Congress. <laughs> He's like sitting behind like the pink microphone. Yeah, but like, we like do it in our style. Like I think people would find it fascinating. That's what's so fun is when you bring in someone like from a totally different space. Yes. And he's like sitting here with like a suit on and like I'm in my overalls and they're like that's in like, our in our like home. That's so interesting. That's what I like, want out of our lives. Like if I um, imagine our next era. That's our next era. That is like. Are it, we investigators? Oh. Ooh. I think we're just curious. We're curators. That's good. I like that. <laughs> um, anyway. That's fun. Who would you bring on? Just tell me your first guest. So if I was going to bring on someone like attainable, you know, because the celebrities, like there's a lot of celebrities I would bring on. That's the difference between you and me. What? I feel like I swing for the fences and sometimes you... I'm a realist. You, Yeah, you limit your dreams. No, I mean, maybe. Yeah, that's true. You swing for it, but verbally you limit them. Yeah. You're no, like, oh, oh, if it happens, oh, if it happens. Uh, uh, I will not speak something. I'm not one of those people that's like, let's speak it into it. I did that, that one time with Ulta and it was just like, like that actually, it maybe I should do it more often. Truly. Um, but I, I'm very fearful of saying things out loud because if it doesn't happen, I'm a total failure. No, I'm serious. Like, I don't want it to be recorded that I I dreamt something and then it didn't happen. Yeah, like, that's, that's so embarrassing. You're such an Enneagram 3. Like, in my head, I'll be like, I'm going to get Selena Gomez on this podcast. But I'm like, I'm not saying that out loud because if it doesn't happen, nobody knew that that was a goal. Yeah. My goals are all up here, honey. <laughs> locked in this vault. <laughs> They're locked in this vault. I know what I want, but I'm just not telling you what I want. Um, so... Yeah, but realistically... Who would you have, yeah? I've thought about this before, actually. Um, I would probably bring... Right, right now, she's like, who can I say? Like, I don't want to fail. No, no, no. I'm actually, like, genuinely thinking, like, yeah, who I would bring. <sighs> can I think about it for a second? 
I think it'd be interesting to bring on like someone's manager. I don't know who. Mm. What about like, you know who I would say? Colleen Hoover. Mm. No. Really? I think that you think I'm like this, like, like, I think you think I'm the biggest Colleen Hoover fan because well, you always bring her up. I just think females in your demo are generally Colleen Hoover stands. So I like Colleen Hoover. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like her. But I think that you're, I don't think you understand my genre. Like, that's not my favorite genre of book. Like, I like, like, someone's locked in the closet about to, like, murder their husband because he's keeping, like, yeah. I like really, like, dark things. You know who we should invite <laughs> on? Who? We should invite on someone from your high school oh. and ask, like, we interview them on <laughs> what you were like in high school. You could do that. That's good, right? <laughs> the only reason I want to say no is because I feel like you think I'm such a high school hero and that will just play into, like, my lameness, like how lame I am. See, you're back to failure again. <laughs> yeah, but, like, think about it. Give like, us the real you. I know I had a very interesting high school career in my opinion because of just, I just did. Okay. Yeah. Most people don't go through what I went through in high school. Oh my gosh. You know who we should invite on? Yeah. Lisa. Oh my God. Lisa. If you haven't watched, listen to the early podcast, Lisa is there's, there's two things that come up in our life on a reoccurring basis, <laughs> probably like every week, every other week. Number one is Danny's high school experience. <laughs> Because she feels like she was in a Disney Channel original movie. Because <laughs> I was. <laughs> where where she was like the nerdy girl who had the Herb Appliance. <laughs> and then the star football player noticed her. And then like she became popular. And But like the scenes that happen in a movie where like the football player notices you on the other side of the gym. And I'm sitting over like those things actually happen to me. Yeah. Okay. So we get it. <laughs> uh, so that's number one. Number two is her YouTube manager from her early days who... Um, didn't want me. Well, she, she... didn't want me. She invested in me. I wasn't good enough. And then she, she let me go. Right, Lisa. So, oh my gosh. Like, what if we brought Lisa on? I hope Jenny, whoever is listening to this, because these are great. These, no, these two podcasts, no, three podcasts, mine and then your two are going to slap so hard. They're going to slap so hard. What could you face, Lisa? This would be like this wouldn't even be about an interview. This would be like about you facing. I don't want to. It's embarrassing, babe. <laughs> I think it would be therapeutic. No. Like, what if this unlocks like freedom for you that you like are able to let that weight off your heart go? Well, I've already let that go. <laughs> I have. I have. Okay. I have. Yeah, okay. I. That was the last time I signed with, signed with a manager. That's why I don't have a manager. I'm like, you know what? If you want something done, you got to do it yourself. So I managed myself for like seven years. I don't know. I feel like every once in a while, a big time fancy fancy manager will come around and you'll be like, me? <laughs> you want me? <laughs> like you, you like, what is it? United Talent Agency who, who manages Alex Earl. They came around and, uh, and I'm like, and you were like, well, should take we? The phone call. Should we? Like, but then we take the phone call, and every time, like, we just we weigh the pros and cons. We think about does this really make sense? It never makes sense for me to ever sign with a manager. It just for the person yeah. I am and like my, the brand I want. I want it will never make sense. And like, still, I'm like, mm, we should do it. Maybe they'll offer something that like I don't know. 
So funny. Me? Me? Really? Well, so <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> oh, that is funny. That is so true. Um, I, you know who I would love to have on the podcast? Who? I would like to, Jake Paul. Yeah, I think he's probably much different. I feel like he's so different now, and I would love to know about his early days, what he's learned. I don't is think he's, he's a good guy. No, and I I'll know that. that. I'm not here to say he's a good guy. Like, yeah. no. And But I do think that one day he could be a good person. I have faith in him. Call Logan. You have his number. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, we went to the Jake Paul fight. You know who I, oh, I also, you know who would be a great person on the podcast is uh, Gavin. Oh, who you met? He's, uh, uh, it's Gavin, what's his name? Casaleno. Casaleno. He is Jeremiah in The Summer I Turned Pretty, which like every single girl has watched The Summer I Turned Pretty. And um, most people are team Conrad, if you read the books. Kind of like I was team Edward in Twilight. Most people were team, were team Edward. Um, so I think it's just kind of like the way that the books played out. But like when I watch the show, I'm more team Jeremiah. Um, but it was just funny, like meeting him there. And I'm like, oh, you kind of just expect him to be this like Gen Z, you know, uh, like just bro that's so famous and just is not really going to like carry a full conversation, say a full sen sentence to you. He was the kindest person I've maybe ever met in my life. He yeah. was telling us about like the church he goes to. He was like, um, like sharing his testimony with us. He was, I mean, like just very down to earth. He moved back from LA to Dallas to live with his parents just to like stay grounded and like save up some money. He got a new car after he filmed the show. Like he's just like, he notices how LA isn't like the healthiest place for him. So yeah. he moved back to Dallas, like just like a genuine, like good person. It was kind of weird. Like I'm like not used to that. <laughs> There were other like TikTokers and stuff there that just didn't have that, like didn't carry themselves the same way. Right. You know? Yeah. He, uh, I was in a different box than Danny and I walked in and then he walked in and I, and everyone was like, Oh my gosh, I want to meet him. And I think I was the one who was like, Hey, can you take a picture with yeah. my wife and her friends? Yeah. And then I like kind of regretted it after. Why? So I was like, well, I mean, he's, he's a, I was like, you're famous. Like I was like he's 23. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know he was that young, but I was like, wait, I need to like go back to my box with Preston. But I was like, am I comfortable? Like, <laughs> no, we talked, but you first. go, when I left, you go, Oh, this is my husband. I was like, cool. I'm out. He knows. <laughs> oh my God. Do you ever like, no, I'm not, I wasn't like gin. I wasn't actually insecure. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying like, well, he seems cool. I will say the one thing that like he did say that, I will carry it with me till the day I die. I'm about to throw up. No, he said it to all of us. We were like talking and he was like, and I, like, cause anytime I talk to a guy, I always tell them I have two babies. Like, it's just like, I always just always like, let him know. I'm like, know. yeah, I have my two babies at home, you know? Cause it's like, you know, you just gotta do yeah. that just so that they know. And, um, I was like, yeah, like I have two babies. And, and he but was like, do you say, and my husband, because they could be like, oh my gosh, she's a single mom. Like, I need to. No, I think it's more important to say two babies than a husband. Like, to be honest, because I feel like. Keep your options open. No, I just <laughs> feel like, like horrible people that want to cheat don't care if you're married. 
horrible people that yeah that want to cheat will care if you have kids it's like if you have kids like you're like so like not available I don't know. Like from a male's point of view, I would have Are to think about this. Are you kidding me? If you have kids and a male is hitting on you, like that's, and you're married with kids, like that's disgusting in my opinion. Well, it's like. Okay. Cause you're wearing your ring. So you're saying, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm okay. just saying it's like yeah. you have kids, like, come on, like, but if you're like, alone. but what I'm saying, okay. Like, let's say you were widowed. I died. Babe, you're taking this too. No, far. no, no. I'm, I'm actually like trying to genuinely understand. Like I'm saying that if you had two kids, but were not married. Like you could just be like a hot mom. But here's the thing. This is why I tell people, tell every guy that I meet, that I have two kids. They treat me with a different type of respect. I feel like, hmm. and I instantly become like a friend and like a buddy, buddy and yeah. like someone they can confide in instead of like, maybe they have to put on this show. Like, yeah. and it happens every time. The, there were three guys behind us sitting at the uh, at the fight, and one of them asked, "Are any of y'all single?" And the first thing I said was, "I have two babies at home." Not that I was married. I said, "I have, I got two babies at home," because to me, it just is like such a like, "No, I'm not available. I have two babies." And like we talked, and we became like buddy buddy yeah. that night. Not like not he like felt he's like hitting it, on you. Yeah, yeah, or he had to totally. put on a show or whatever, or like use me to get to my friends. Like it was just, yeah. it's just like different lo level of respect. I feel like you get from, from guys, not all of them, but for the majority. And then they're like, they're like sweet to you instead of yeah. being like whatever. And so, um, anyway, what, what, did he, what did he say to you? He was like, you have two kids. How old are you? And I was like, I'm 30. He was like, what? I would have thought you were like 24, 25. And I was like, I love you. I agree. Honestly, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. He said it to all to all of us, though. He was like, "What y'all are thirty? Because Janelle's thirty-one, and then Sarah Rose is pregnant." He's like, "What? I would have never thought that." But honestly, it's also because he's probably hanging out in L.A. with all these girls that are like twenty that look like they're thirty. You know? Yeah, chain smokers. Like they chain smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In L.A. I don't know what chain smoking is. It means you smoke a lot, makes you look older. But what's chain smoking? What's the difference between chain smoking and smoking? Actually, you know what? That's a good question. I think chain smoking is when you puff, puff, pass, maybe. So is it marijuana? I don't know. Let's look at it. That's a good question. We I probably know. need to know we this. Should, we should know. Let me ask ChatGPT. Thank you. Look that up for us. Um, how Were you surprised at how much people hated Jake Paul? No, because I'd watched the documentary before, which y'all should totally watch that. It's really interesting. Um, it just came out. But I was shocked that Jake Paul was sponsored by Celsius. That was so weird to me. Like, I was like, but Logan has Prime, you know? It's when you smoke a bunch of cigarettes without breaking. Like, you just pick one up, smoke it, smoke the next one. Why are they, why don't you just smoke one? Why do you smoke multiple? Be, that's a chain smoker is like someone who smokes like a lot of cigarettes, like a pack a day type of person. Oh, so they smoke one, then they finish it, then they go to the next one, then they go. Correct. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you meant like you're like a line of cigarettes and you just go from one to the next. No, no, no. It's just okay. like, oh man, I need another one. Like. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I was shocked that Jake Paul was sponsored by Celsius when his brother launched Prime. That was so weird to me. That doesn't surprise me. 
It doesn't surprise me after watching the documentary. Okay, it does surprise me after watching the documentary, actually. Because in the documentary, Logan and Jake are so, were so competitive for a couple of years that they didn't speak. They, like, hated each other. They were so competitive. And they were always trying to, like, one-up each other with, like, this crazy content. And, um, but then they kind of, like, both get canceled. And then they both become, like, buddy-buddy. They're, like, best friends. Like, love you, bro. Like, what, couldn't do anything without you type of, like, relationship. So in the past, it would have made sense because they're so competitive. But now I feel like they like have this like really, really special bond. Yeah, it's cool. And I wouldn't have thought, I would have thought that like he would have said no to Celsius. I mean, they kind of are to- like two different types of drinks. Like Celsius is like energy prime is more like what electrolytes but and stuff. But prime just came out with an energy drink. Yeah, it's just weird. To me. Like, it's fine. Like Landon promoted Nutrafol one time. And I was like, <laughs> cool, bro. Yeah, I get when you put it like that, I get it because I was I was like, dude, what the heck? Yeah, I was like, what the heck, bro? But it is. But like, that was before we had hair vitamins. I don't think he would do that now. Right. Like he was like he probably in his mind was like they don't have hair vitamins. Like yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm getting paid. I'm gonna promote this. Um. I'm trying to think like would I be mad if I was who's mad here? I guess Logan's mad that Jake is promoting Celsius. Yeah. And apparently at the fight, they would not let, it was in the Celsius contract that Logan could not bring anything prime related into the arena or he would get kicked out of the building. I get that too, though, because if I was, okay, so I'm going to put myself in Celsius shoes. Okay, so. No, I, I'm, I agree that Celsius should have written that in the contract. I just, I can't believe that. Jake took Jake the contract. Took the, and maybe he's desperate for sponsors because he's kind of controversial and if celsius was willing then like maybe it's like logan like i gotta do what i gotta do get paid like you know but i would have imagined there have been other brands but maybe not or maybe like what would have probably been better and maybe this is why logan's mad is if prime sponsored the fight no i thought about that too that would have been great and maybe he's mad that they missed that opportunity logan or or jake logan that would have been great logan's not okay yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But I think Logan is mad that that Jake sponsored, like, chose Celsius and said yes. No, I know. It'd be like Landon being sponsored by Nutrafol Vitamins for, like, the next year. I would be like, yeah, what the heck? But, like, honestly, I don't feel like I need to pay you the partnership. I think you just need to say no to Nutrafol and, like, go find a different sponsor. Like, I'm not going to be like... Landon, no, say no to Nutrafol. Like, let Divi pay you. I'm going to be like, no, like, you're my brother. You should support me because we're blood. I don't need to pay you. I'm going to actually, I'm going to disagree on this one. What? Yeah, I know. I'm shocked that I'm disagreeing. See, here's the thing. This is what I learned. If I am a seven, I'm definitely a wing six, which is the loyalist. Yeah, I I understand the loyalty, but, but I look at it from Jake's perspective, you know, and like, they're both making a ton of money. But, like, Logan is objectively more successful than Jake right now. Logan? Be- yeah, because of Prime. Prime did, oh, like, yeah, yeah. $250 million in, like, their first year. It's crazy. Like, so, with that being said, I think it's kind of just, like, business for Jake. But doesn't like, Jake get paid, like, $30 million for these fights? Yeah, but if they're too... Co- like, and I get what you're saying, but, like, so it's hard to imagine that they're competitive when they're talking about such big numbers. Like, what's the difference between $30 million and you know, 250 million, like no, but a lot. It is for a lot. two competitive brothers like that, it is a lot. Right. And so, you know, it would have been smart for Logan to be like, Hey, I'm going to sponsor your fight to support you. 
But if he didn't do that, I think like Jake has full right to choose whatever sponsor is going to take him. And I guarantee you, I get what you're saying in a business sense. I'm just saying like with like, I don't know, just from like the moral standpoint or just like the heart behind it. It's like, I just feel like it would be so much more powerful to support your brother with prime. than you get a different brand and then your brother can support you like your sponsorship, just like, don't make them competing products. Like Landon, like, yes, I'm just bringing an example. Like, <laughs> like I'm not actually going after Landon, but like if Nutrafol came and was like, we want to sponsor you for a year, Landon, I'd be like, like they're probably going to do that after this. They totally would. Yeah. They're totally. Gonna do <laughs> I would hope that Landon would say, no, I'm going to support Divi and my sister's mission and put my heart into that. And then wait for like a candle sponsor or a pure response, you know, just something totally unrelated. Why right. does that have to be a competing product? I just don't think that Jake Paul probably had his choice of brands okay. that would jump okay. in the ring. Well, then then I get that. And yeah, if Nutrafol was the only brand that was going to ever pay my brother, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's hard. Like, I understand. But to me, I was like, surely he has other. But you might be right. You might be right. I, I, he is the most, I've never experienced a hatred as like, like real and deep as when I was in that stadium, like the entire stadium. And they probably cut this out of the TV feed. It kind of made me like him because everybody hated him. But that's what's weird is like, okay, so he's surrounded by a stadium that literally is there most likely to see him. To see him lose. To see him lose. And they're chanting like F Jake Paul. Literally F Jake Paul. The entire time. And two things for me. One is like he's sitting there and it's like so interesting to hear to see him hear that and then how it drives him. You have to watch the documentary. And then the second thing I would say is, um, I just think that like, there's not a lot of brands that want to jump in and be like, yeah, let's sponsor this fight. I think it's too controversial for most brands. Yeah, I get that. You have to watch the documentary because it talks about, and it shows how he is so motivated by that hatred and he is playing into the character of like who Cause he knows at the end of the day, he's like, dude, I'm not a boxer. Like I'm a promoter. Like he's like, I'm here to sell tickets. Yeah. I'm not here to box. Like he is here to box. Of course that's, that's how he gets like, that's what he's doing. But like the first line in the show, Logan Paul sits down. He's like, haha, Jake Paul tricked you guys into thinking he's a boxer. He's a promoter. Yeah. He's the world's greatest promoter. And like, he just like goes on and brags about his brother, how like he has turned really nothing into something and he's making just as much as all those big or more than all those like big time athletes that are actually been boxing their entire lives yeah and it's like it's cool i mean it's cool but it's like at what expense do you want fame and money that you really want it that bad like to me i'm like you gotta have you gotta have some type of of goal or mission that's like greater than yourself and i don't know if you noticed this at the fight but after he won he it really tugged on my heartstrings. Like I almost wanted to cry, but he had this like little monologue where he was like encouraging like kids and encouraging underdogs and like had a message that was greater than himself. And I was like, and I don't remember him doing that in the past. I remember him always being like very spiteful or revenge, like revenge driven or more like just arrogant. And he still probably is all of those things, but he did take that moment to like encourage people, which I thought was I was like, mm, that's a step in the right direction. I 
I agree. I mean, like his brother just wins a WWE match, which like, did you watch the highlights of his match? He's like flying squirrel. He's a fly. Like, I mean, he's <laughs> doing acrobatics like the Like, and he did, he was not a WWE wrestler either, Yeah. but he's jumping from the top ropes. Like don't they plan the who wins before? Yeah. But still like, look at, look at the like physical feat of what he accomplished. Totally. And then he wins that has his moment. And then he comes and celebrates with his brother. Like you cannot say from a creator standpoint that like they are not doing something incredible with their careers. They are. So should we start? Should I get into boxing? You know, our, our buddy, uh, Bryce Hall. Oh, yeah, your buddy, not my buddy, but okay. <laughs> he's a uh, he's doing a bare knuckle boxing match. What's that mean? No gloves. That's that kind of UFC. No, it's like not MMA. It's like it's like no gloves, like bare knuckle. Like he's UFC. UFC has no. They gloves. They have the little gloves. Oh, okay. He's doing like a fist fight, so it's just like it's getting more extreme. But it's Ooh, all for clicks. I was in that box with all these YouTubers, and like they all hated jake paul but we're all like yeah i'm like getting into boxing and i was like <laughs> what like it's well, crazy so they, they did hate jake paul mm-hmm. the, see being but in the they, they hated box. him and I, I i challenged them and like you know most of them were like 21 to 27 you're and like they, but why I, I literally was like well, was like why like what is his reputation in the industry and they're like oh you know he's just like a pos like what like they were just like like ragging on him i was like but why like what did he do to you and it's just so clear that it's just a bandwagon thing and that's what he built his fame on well and he used a lot of people yeah i don't think he said a lot of derogatory things to a lot of people and isn't the best person but um yeah that was interesting in the box i also met jim hopper from Stranger Things. I didn't really meet him. I just got a picture. <laughs> so random. I was so nervous. I don't do well with celebrities like that. Is he a celebrity? I mean, he had a show. Totally. Oh my gosh. Huge. Huge. Stranger Things was huge. I know, but like, it's kind of like, you're thing. that guy from that thing. No, 100%. So yeah, he's not really a celebrity in that sense, but like, people recognize him. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I always thought he was really handsome. Really? In that show. Which he's like. He's like an older arguably guy. Arguably like probably not. But like I always just thought he was like a handsome man. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. um, So yeah. Some other things that happened this week. While we were just living our lives. Is um, Taylor Swift came out with her 1989 album. Her re-record. Mm. How does she have time to do this? I don't know. It's I, insane. We talked about that last. I think she's a. Um, she said it's been her favorite re-record yet. And I think she has like five new songs coming from the vault, which will be interesting. I haven't listened to them just yet. Um, okay. I, before we end this podcast, I do have a story, like a new story that I want to read to you because it terrifies me. It's really scary. What? Okay. Let me read it to you. Have you heard about these AI phone scams? Oh, yes. What is, like, what are we going to do about that? Most families, so tell them what it is first. Can I just, should I just read the story? Yeah. We highlighted some of it. So, um, Eddie Cumberbatch, that sounds like a fake name, was sitting in his Chicago apartment in April when he received a frantic call from his father. As soon as he heard his dad's voice, Eddie, a 19-year-old TikToker, knew something was up. His dad asked whether Eddie was at home and if everything was all right. That was a really weird way for him to start the call, Eddie's told me. 
After Eddie said he was safe at home, his father asked whether he had been in a car accident. Eddie was baffled. Not only had he not been in a wreck, but he hadn't driven in six months. His father was relieved, but Eddie was confused. Why did he think I was in a car accident? His dad explained that someone had called his phone, his house phone from a foreign number. When Eddie's grandfather picked up, it sounded like Eddie on the phone. This, Eddie said he had been in a car accident and needed money, money immediately. Um, so in truth, his family had been the target of impersonating someone to steal money. Oh, sorry. Target of, of a, of a terrifying new scam. The fraudsters used artificial rendering of Eddie's voice to try and bilk his loved ones out of cash. That is so scary to me. So like basically what is going on is they're using AI to manipulate Danny's voice call me and scam me out of money. I'd be like, Jordan, like, I just, I just got to, um, target and like, I really need to buy this. Can you just like Venmo me? You or know, send me a picture of the credit card. Send me a picture of the credit card. Yeah. Yes. Text it to my phone died, but I'm with this really nice young lady. Can you text it to this number? Yeah. And AI is so good that if I talk back and I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? They can type in it. Like it's Danny's so true voice. Scary. Um, what most I've heard that most families now are coming up with like code words um, to like know if it's true or not. So it's like, if it's like you would say de-influenced, right? And I'd be like, hey, what's the code word? And you'd be like de-influenced. And that way I know it's actually you and not AI. That's so sad that we have to think this way. That's what, um, I have a sheet and it's like, we found this from Mo News. And it's like, what should you, what should you do? Families should adopt an emergency code word system to verify identities. Ask questions that only the real person would know the answers to, such as info about your last conversation. Ask about private info not available on social media. If caller asks you to wire money, crypto, or buy gift cards, hang up immediately. Hang up and call the person who supposedly contacted you. Set social media accounts to private. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what happened to uh, the Jamie? I think it's Jamie Fox. Is that the actor? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about that no. that conspiracy? Yeah. So, you know, he got in like a, he was like in the hospital. Yeah. And no one really knew why. Like the details were like pretty like yeah. sparse. And so he records this video about how he's like back, right? Is it not real? Well, so I, I saw this. I haven't really like looked into it that much, but apparently they ran it through like a deep fake tracker, which will like analyze a video and be like, this is like 97% potentially like an AI thing. And um, they ran it through the deep fake tracker and it was like 97% potentially like a an AI thing. And so the conspiracy is like Jamie, like something happened to Jamie Foxx, but like they don't want to like say it. And so they created a deep fake to say that he was okay. No, I, I, not buying that one. I'm not buying that one. Sorry. I know. I, I it was on. It was on Twitter. It's that's super random. Super random. I know. I'll yeah. look into it and I'll come back. Yeah, well, let us know what you find. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you know. But no, this really does scare me. It scares me more for like our parents. Yeah. And honestly, me. Yeah. Like I'm pretty freaking gullible, and I trust everyone. It's really just part of me being a three, <laughs> right? Or a seven. Uh, yeah, our parents are the boomers are. Everybody, call your parents right now and tell them the code word. The code word, yeah. and the and to call back the, your phone number. You know. Anyway. That was this, good. 
This has been good. This has been very informative. I actually have a lot more to talk about, but maybe we'll save it for the next one. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of just lingering. Yeah. I think we're hitting. I don't want to linger. Hitting, we're hitting our wall. We got to, we got to end it on a high note. This was a good flow though. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. You guys. Thanks. If you made it this far, <laughs> feel free to leave us a review. This actually really helped us out on Spotify and Apple. Thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you all next week. Bye.